Our scripture this morning is Psalm 98. Uh, you can find it on page 592 in your pew Bible. Again, that's Psalm 98. We will read all nine of the verses. And then if you are someone who likes to follow along in the scripture as, as I go, I will give you the second scripture we will also be entertaining this morning, and that is Revelation chapter 5, and, we, and that is on page 1,221. So if you want to have both of those so you can do some flipping. Again, that's Psalm 98 and Revelation chapter 5. I'm really excited today. Uh, I'm really excited because I had a completely different sermon written. Um, so I'll share with you the, the process in sermons. Um, my dad's a pastor, and when I, when I got into uh, ministry as a lead pastor, he said, okay, here's some things I do. And one of the things he does is he tries to stay six weeks ahead on his sermons with the advice that you never know the week that you'll have two funerals and a wedding as well as a sermon to write and prepare for. And so it's wise to stay ahead. Well, six weeks is a bit too prepared for me. So I, I'm, I'm, I, I try my best to stay four weeks ahead and, 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 and I'm generally in that, in that vein. And then the week of the sermon, I bring it back out and, and, and go back over and make sure, you know, uh, what was I thinking four weeks ago? And, and where the Lord was leading me. And, and this week, um, I had to scrap the whole sermon. It was, it was all gone because uh, the Holy Spirit showed something really cool. And so um, I'm super, super excited this morning. Um, so let us hear from the Lord in Psalm 98. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, and with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fill it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Please join me in prayer. O oh, holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So at Christmas time, it, like many Protestant churches in the United States, on Christmas Eve, we have candlelight 
Christmas Eve worship services. Uh, these, these are some of the, the most beautiful uh, worship services I've been a part of. Everyone comes dressed in, in their Christmas outfits, looking really good. The, the, the sanctuaries are packed with people and with families who are in town. And here we have also an 11 o'clock worship service. And, and there have been times in my uh, life as a pastor's kid and as a pastor where there might have been some grumbling about having an 11 o'clock worship on Christmas Eve, right? They, they, right? It, 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 it comes in waves and it, goes like, it comes and goes like the tide, right? It depends on uh, when you catch me. But at the 11 o'clock worship service, here for a number of years, uh, we have this beautiful worship and then we leave. We walk out of the sanctuary and we walk over to the east lawn that, that you're facing through that window because we've started putting up a, a, a larger than normal Christmas tree, one that you can't really fit inside. And, and so we gather around that tree. We've gathered our, we've, we've collected our candles. We go gather around that tree and we begin lighting our candles and singing Silent Night. And if you've been to a candlelight church service, you're saying, Pastor Nathan, you're not telling us anything we don't know about what to do at a candlelight church service. Well, then after all the lights are lit at this 11 o'clock service, it's near midnight, and then we begin singing joy to the world, right? It's not your Christmas Eve candlelight service that you leave in quiet stillness, but you leave to the raucous singing of joy to the world. Isaac Watts is the hymn writer who, write, who wrote Joy to the World in the early 1700s, and Psalm 98 is his basis for writing Joy to the World. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Right? So he, he pins this in the early 1700s, and now for ages we have used it primarily as a Christmas song. But if we were to pay attention to Isaac Watts and how he writes that hymn, we would see that it talks not only of the birth of Christ, but looks forward to with expectant hope of Christ's coming again. And his reign as king of all kings. And here in Psalm 98, we gather that part of it as well. We gather this new song to sing for the salvation we have through Christ, but leads us to this expectant hope of Christ coming again. Here in Psalm 98, it, it, it does some easy things for us. It's why I like Psalm 98. There's nine verses. It breaks up into three parts of three verses each. My mind is easy to think about it that way. And, and, and the psalmist was kind enough to write it this way. And, and, and he begins, right? Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. And, and he tells us to sing this new song and then gives us six reasons why we are to sing this new song. He gives us the reasons, right? For he has done marvelous things. And then everything else, the remaining five, all have to do with our salvation, right? Why are we singing? Because God has saved us. In his mercy, God has saved us through Jesus Christ. 
that is the beginning and the end of why we sing. It is the joy in our heart. It is joy to the world. Isaac Watts was right. It is joy to the world. The Lord has come. For he has done marvelous things. And he has worked salvation for him. And and the Lord has made known his salvation. These are the reasons, right? And he has revealed his righteousness to the nation. He has remembered his steadfast love and his faithfulness. And the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Reasons to sing. And then he continues on and he says, And make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise, not... A, a noise and singing that happens to be in tune and on key as our band does so beautifully, right? It's just make a joyful noise. Sing to the Lord. Man, I got, I got my mic got hot real quick. I'm going to I'm gonna be getting a little loud, so can we pull me down some? It's a warning for you guys, too. Because <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited today. Right? And, and so we're, we're, he's telling us, sing this new song. He tells us why. And the reason why is because Christ has saved us. Right? We have salvation in God. He has been merciful. He has remembered his loving kindness and his faithfulness to us. Sing this new song. Make a joyful noise. But he begins with sing that new song. And I go, this sounds familiar to me. It's not the first time I've heard about singing this new song, and it's true. You can just look at Psalm 96, and he says, oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Or or Psalm 95, he begins, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise. This singing to the Lord is is a theme throughout the Psalms and, and part of this in singing this song of our salvation. But that wasn't quite itching the scratch I had. It, 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 wasn't, it, it wasn't fulfilling everything that, that was here in Scripture. And, and then I was led to Revelation 5. Now, what's happening at this point in Revelation is the scroll that is sealed has been presented and asked, who is worthy to break the seal? And Christ, the Lamb takes the scroll, and we'll begin in verse 8. And when he had taken the scroll, that's Jesus, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and, a gold, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. They sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on earth. This new song that is here in the prophecy of Jesus coming again. 
of Jesus coming again. There's this new song, and this new song that is being sung by these 24 elders begins with reasons why we are to sing that Christ and Christ alone is worthy of all praise. That he is the one who shed his blood that ransomed us from every tribe and every language and every people and every nation to make us a kingdom to God, for we are his people. And so, so almost a thousand years, somewhere, somewhere between 500 and 1,500 years after Psalm 98 is written, the Apostle John has this prophecy come forth. And so the psalmist begins by telling us why we are to sing this new song. And this new song that begins with the elders begins with telling us why they are singing, why Jesus is worthy. For he has done marvelous things. Your salvation is that marvelous thing. So he continues on in verse 4. He says, make a joyful noise. Grab the lyre, sing a melody, get the horns, and sing to the king, the Lord. And so what happens next here in Revelation, right? Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, here they are making a joyful noise. It isn't a joyful noise that's a whisper for them to hear. It is described here by the apostle John as a loud voice. A joyful noise is not one to be kept to yourself. Not only should your neighbors in your pew hear you sing, but this loud voice should resound beyond the windows of this sanctuary through the heavens for all eternity. This is the joyful noise. And, and here they sing with a loud voice. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. They sing. They sing and fill all the heavens, not just a few of the angels, but myriads of myriads, thousands of thousands, fill the heavens with a joyful, loud noise of singing. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is Christ and Christ alone. All glory and honor and blessing for him. He is our new song. And then the psalmist continues on in verse 7. He says, let the sea roar in all that fills it, the world and all those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. Paul, when he writes to the Romans, and, and as he's writing to them there in chapter 8, he's already told them, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But as he continues to write, he says, 
even if there is no one to sing the praises of our God, the rocks will cry out. Even the stones will sing of his praises, for he is great. For this creation is fallen and groaning and is waiting for the new earth to come that is promised for creation to be perfect as it once was. Paradise anew. In Revelation verse 13, it picks up. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. Sing to the Lord a new song. Isn't just learning a new song in church. It is singing a new song with hope expectant of paradise forever for Jesus coming again and reigning forever. And here in Revelation, the interesting thing that finally connects all of this together and shows how, how Scripture is of one accord, always pointing to the glory of God. See, here at the end of the psalm, he writes, For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. These scrolls that are sealed will be opened beginning there in chapter 6. And on them they have the judgments. Before the judgments are opened, and the seals are broken. They sing a new song to the Lord. And they all sing Amen. Amen.